Hey guys, welcome back to the Crit Hit Wild podcast. I am your host, Jared, as always. Joining me today is Brad, Brandon, and Fred. He's back from his assignment out in the wild that he's been on for weeks. So, we'll start with you, Fred. How you doing? I'm doing alright. How are you, Jared? I um, can't complain, really. Had a good week of MCP, got some exciting things to talk about so pretty excited how are you brad i'm doing good and fred you broke the unspoken rule that we never asked jared how he's doing i did not know that this was an unspoken rule it's not this well is what's wrong with unspoken would, rules is that i don't it know these be an unspoken rule if it was spoken fred you've listened to enough of them to know that that is how this works you yes. know uh, at the end of of the last episode that i was a part of I wanted to say thanks, Jared, at the very end, and I kind of walked all over his ending, and I wanted to apologize. Oh, no, no, but, no. Uh, You're fine. I felt bad about you not being thanked at all, Jared. No, I. That, the, here's the thing, is that, like, you, you record, and then you come up with all, this, all the talking points, and it's a thankless job, and no one ever asks yeah. me how I'm doing, and he gets paid by the union no one... No, no one ever asked me what my thoughts are. So, Brandon, the union doesn't pay people. They just make sure their people get paid. Yeah, they make sure Jerry gets paid. We don't have a union. That's why I don't get paid. I'm working for free. How are you? Yeah. How, how are you, Brandon? Management's not allowed to be in the union, Jared. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of fair. I'm doing pretty good, man. Not, not too tap, not too shabby. That's good. Uh, for everybody that's listening this week, there will be some games coming up soon that have been recorded. I mean, we're going to get to game talk, but if you're wanting to hear what Brandon, Brandon, what Brandon sounds like crunching the entire time that he's playing a game, tune into it because it's my man. My man had a whole plate of tortilla chips. You can't hardly hear it at all. Can't hardly hear it. And it was delicious. So I'm not even going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, well, I'm glad everybody's doing good. Uh, going into news and announcements, we've had some exciting things posted by AMG. Uh, the first thing I kind of want to touch on and talk... Well, I, this is going to be a talking point all of a sudden. Uh, actually, the first thing I'm going to uh, talk about is they've just uh, posted for a new Ultimate Encounter uh, called... Uh, what is it? Hell to Pay. So it's a new ultimate encounter that is revolved around Hela. I assume that she's uh, attacking Asgard. And kind of looking at the uh, card they've linked, I can't see it all the way. Like, I can't zoom in enough to see it, but Hela's got a huge wall of text. So it's probably going to be pretty good. What'd you say? And some grunts. Yeah. Uh, she's got some cursed dead grunts with it that are going to have their own cards. So, uh, right now I can see that they're at least, uh, two stam size two it says no speed. So that's interesting. I can't quite, uh, make out the text, but there are three, three stat lines. So I uh, actually maybe make hella playable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So defending against, uh, uh, or defending Asgard against, uh, hella, it looks like there's also a buy for us location tracker. So, bunch of stuff there, but ultimate encounters are always fun. Uh, so, yeah. Pretty neat stuff. I don't think... Brad, have you... 
heard of a release date? I'm not seeing anything on here. No, I think it's just I have a, not heard of a release date. I think it's just a teaser. So, uh, but yeah, a new Ultimate Encounter coming to your uh, LGS. So be on the lookout for that. That's um, a cool character. Yeah, she is really cool. Yeah, finally a use for your Hella model. Yeah, <laughs> mine's painted too. I only have like five painted models, and one of them's Hella. Well, hopefully we will record a video with the. Uh... Hell to pay pack, and we can put your hello on the table. Yeah, look at that. I'm useful. <laughs> um, yeah, before I get into the next uh, talking point, I'll send it over to Brad really quick to talk about any Cerebro news and updates. So go ahead. Oh boy, do I have updates. Um, so the most asked about feature to be added to Cerebro has finally been added. You can now keep track of what you own. Uh, once you've signed in, you'll have access to the collection manager. You just check off what you have. And in settings, there is a little checkbox to only show you when you're building lists, the models and cards you own. And, uh, you can just build lists with that stuff. Um, there were a couple bugs in the, when I first put it out that I think I squashed if you see anything, you know, just send an email to cerebromcp at gmail.com. And then while I was in there tinkering, uh, Brandon, fellow podcaster, uh, had suggested at one point that he would like to be able to put his list in whatever order he wants instead of alphabetical. And so I got that working this week, too. Uh, and it is optional. You have to go into settings and enable it, and then you can put them in any order, and it remembers the order you put it in. Uh, Is that live? You don't, that's live, yeah. That went live this morning as of recording. So, All right. Well, thank you for all your hard work. Brad. Brad Brad also runs – well, actually, it's not thankless. You, you actually get a lot of thanks. You get a lot of praise for Cerebro. Uh, not on, not on um, Journey Through Limbo. No, not on Journey Through Limbo. You don't get it. All you get are complaints from those Brandon, guys. Brandon, it, it's live. You just have to refresh until you see the 428 update. I just have to refresh infinitely? I mean, I'll do it. It's what I want in my life. It, your browser has the old version cached. It needs to, if you refresh it enough, it'll grab the new one. Or if you're on a computer, you can hit... Uh, control R or Command R if you're on a Mac, just clear my and that will do it quicker. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so moving on to the other point, I'm uh, oh, she's mind blown. Uh, going on to the other points uh, I wanted to talk about is. We now know what is in the new CP kit. Uh, a lot of people were thinking it was uh, Moon Dragon and Black Swan, but turns out it is actually. You don't have to at me on the cast. <laughs> Do what? You don't have uh, to it, at it's me him. on the cast. Oh. Yeah, it was him who you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Brad had this thought. <laughs> Well, there's uh, there's a lot of people, right? I think it wasn't just like Brad, but there's a lot of people that thought that, right? Nope, just Brad. No, it's only Brad. Um, Not only me. Yeah. Anyways, there were a lot of people who agreed with Brad that that was likely. Yeah. But 
but it, it, it Brad was right about one of the people. Uh, yeah. So it's was, it was definitely Black Swan. I'm actually glad they went this route. Um, that they did uh, both of these characters together because, like, I would understand it uh, sales wise, but it would have been a little shitty if, because if it was Moon Dragon and Black Swan, then we could pretty much almost assume that it was going to be Philavel and Supergiant in the other kit, but they didn't do that. It's Black Swan and Supergiant in the same kit, so you don't have to buy two boxes to finish out your your, your Black Order or your Guardians or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, uh, so talking about these guys that have just been or girls that have just been posted, uh, Black Swan and Supergiant. So two more members of the Black Order. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I'll just kind of pass it over to all of you to talk about what you think about these two new models coming out. The the models are gorgeous. Well, the reason. The reason I really thought it was Moon Dragon and not Super Giant is because they sculpted her with her hood down. She never has her hood down. That was a trick. It, like that was yeah. a planned trick. That and they and Dallas has confirmed that there is a head option with the hood up, and that's how I'm going to build mine because that's how she always is. But that's why I was so sure. But if they didn't have a hood up op- option, I was going to be very angry. These they look great. Uh, Super giant until I started playing Corvus and Proxima was my favorite member of the Black Order. Now Corvus might have stolen that position, so I'm excited to see what she is. Maybe she'll steal that position back. What do you think, Fred? What do you think about these two new uh, models coming up? I'm excited. Uh, I think that Black Order can really use some more. Uh, something different, something that can play, maybe broaden the playstyle a little bit. Yep. Be, be good. I am. My hype level is pretty high. Um, I think me and Brad have had many discussions, uh, kind of talking about these characters. I think it was like these two, and I think I talked about like one more. But I think you confirmed with me that these are the last two members that have been like legitimate Black Order members, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh huh. So, but I am pretty hype. I was playing Black Order uh, for a little bit. They, I, I kind of switched out from them uh, probably like early last year, maybe even earlier before that, because they can lead to some harsh play experiences. Uh, so <laughs> I, I didn't want to necessarily play them all the time. This is coming from somebody that played Cricks and War Machine, so who. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, they can lead to, to sometimes some harsh play experiences. So I kind of got away from them, but I'm definitely going to bring them back out on the table, uh, because I'm hoping to Fred's point that these open up some newer play options for black order, maybe give them a little bit more flexibility at different points values. I'm hoping that super giant is kind of control oriented and that she can like, you have like Thanos with some stones, maybe even Ebony Maw. Uh, I'm hoping that she can kind of lend to maybe a little bit more of a control play style versus just straight slaughter, but we'll see. I would like to talk about uh, this white. Brad always makes uh, really good whites on his models. And I hate, like I like it because it looks good, but I hate like how much white is on her. So, but you just use... Is it one of those paint uh, triads? Like, yeah, paint triads that no. you use, or is it just you, the, use, you use prime and contrast, right? Uh, 
No. I, th- my clone troopers and my um, stormtroopers are prime in contrast. Oh, okay. Uh, but the two moon knights I've painted are literally just Zenithal highlighted white with on the priming stage, like with my airbrush. So that's how I did those two. But when I played Guild Ball, I have my cooks are wearing white aprons and white hats. Those are painted by brush and are the best whites I've ever painted. And I can tell you exactly what I used. Um, I used Citadel paints, um, Adamantium, Administratum. Administratum gray. There we go. Um, Celestra gray. And then I didn't use a GW white, but just a white paint. Okay. For the final highlight. I can say that uh, these Cooks models look really great. Like some, they, they are very good. Yep, I've I've seen him. I, I think I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen you bust him out quite a few times. I I really like the white that you had. I might try that. Um, might try this, like the the way that you're talking. I might try it out whenever I get her. Maybe I'll try it on uh, Brandon's bullseye. <laughs> I'm getting ready to paint since there's some white on him. Maybe I'll try that out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you don't care. Me, me and Brandon have a have a little agreement going now where I'm going to paint some of his stuff. So, which I just got uh, done painting the Shadowland Daredevil for him. So. Hey Jared, do you want to click over to the tactics cards and we can idly speculate at what they do? I sure do. Okay, so uh, let me make sure I go with this. I guess my opinion on the models doesn't matter. All right. Oh, go ahead. You can. Go ahead. I I handed. No, no, no. I put it out to the floor and you didn't speak. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to skip over you if you got stuff to say. Um, I think they're both going to be pretty cool. Great input. <laughs> I, I I do. I, I really like the idea because I feel like um, kind of what we're leading into. I When you play Black Order, you play Corvus, you play Proxima, and you play Thanos. Like, you never really play Ebony Maw. You don't ever really play Black Dwarf. Uh, I really hope with this pack that um, what we're getting ready to lead into is that there is another leadership possible and you don't have to play Thanos every time, even if you're even. I mean, even if it's the right decision competitively, but you might want to play casual casually, and you might actually be able to play all of them at the same time. Yeah, um, which would be really so really cool. I I'm hoping, or at least what there's because there's six, so you're probably not gonna be able to play all six, but like at least be able to play like four or five of them at the same time. I'll be curious because I uh, I think if unless I'm mistaken. At least Super Giant doesn't she like rival Ebony Maw in power scale? Is that correct, Brad? Do you, like, do you happen to know? Uh, I mean, they're all real powerful. It's hard to compare them to each other. I can't imagine that one. I I'm predicting uh, Black uh, shit Super Giant a five and Black Swan. She could be a three, but I think that she's supposed to be really strong. So maybe she'd be a four. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, It was before we had a YouTube channel, but I played a game with Andrew 
where I played all of the Black Order, Thanos, and the four members, and four stones. So that's way more points than you're supposed to play, right? But he played an equal number of points of Avengers. That game was fun. Oh, yeah, it was uh, a custom game, yeah. Yeah. I believe that the the first time that I ever really played this game, uh, oh, yeah. I, was playing, I was playing a Black Order list that you had built for me, uh, and it was in a special event. Yeah, and... it was Vibranium Heist, and you were on defense, so you got 22 points. Right, and uh, it felt really powerful. <laughs> it felt really good I to did... play. <laughs> that was Thanos with two stones, Ebony Maw with a stone, Corvus with reality, and Proxima Midnight. And it was great. <laughs> I mean, Black Order has. Um, I can look it up on Launch Shanks. I think I checked it before. I think I checked it a couple days ago. I'm like pretty certain that Black Order's sitting at like. Ah, I'll look it up just so I don't speak out of my ass. I think it's a 57 or 58 percent win rate, which is pretty good. Like they're just a really good affiliation. I I lost to um, a local at top table in a tournament and he was able to beat me in web warriors at uh 16 on cosmic invasion so black order has like they're very very strong i think that they struggle you know clearly with certain um certain uh scenarios and certain points levels, especially now that you're kind of locked into having to attach the stones permanently onto a character. But, uh, I mean, if this opens up... Yeah, uh, that's correct. They have a 58% win rate. Uh, if this kind of opens up different play styles, like, it's probably just... I can see it getting real gross. But, I'm excited for it. So, uh... Yeah, going into the character pack contents, we have uh, both miniatures, two bases, two character stack cards, and three team tactics cards. So those tactics cards, uh, which we do not know what they are yet, but the three tactics cards are Black Onslaught, First of the Black Order, and Psychic Shockwave. So Psychic Shockwave, I'm assuming, is probably some kind of area attack uh, for Black Swan, or not Black Swan, Supergiant. Uh, yeah, probably. so it's probably super maybe giant. super giant and ebony maw uh maybe yeah you're right it could be for either one of those that, like, that'd be that'd be cool like how there's that gene and cassandra nova card yeah so something like that uh i if it's not attached to super giant i would be and ebony maw but 100 percent super giant i'd be very shocked uh black onslaughts uh black onslaught sounds like a wakanda forever that's what a, yeah, that's what oh I was getting ready gosh. to say. They, so, there's no way they can get that. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, legitimately <laughs> yeah, that's, though, that's, that's exactly what, what, what it sounds, sounds like. like. Yeah, it sounds something like a. Well, it'd probably be more. It'd probably be more like uh, Midnight Suns, right? Pay two power. So you're, you're not getting a cheap one like Wakanda Forever, but it's probably like an it, ex, even if it's three power. It, there's no way they can get that. <sighs> they that'd be broke. That'd be that's Go gonna be it. that's gonna be good. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be good. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. <laughs> uh, then the next one is uh, the interesting one is first of the Black Order. So I think is this the one that uh, we were kind of discussing last night? Yes. Okay. 
So the speculation. Well, you're the one that told me about it, Brad. So I'll kind of let you. I'll kind of let you take over here. Okay. Go ahead. So uh, I occasionally hang out in the TTS Discord, even though I don't play TTS. And I was checking out what people were saying about the releases, and someone suggested that this card might be. Uh, a card you get to attach to one of your Black Order characters that isn't Thanos, and they become a leader and have a leadership. And given the name, I think that is a decent guess. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. Now, do you think that there is going to be a second leadership attached to the card, or do you think it will just have Death's agenda, and you just pick a new leader? I think that it having Death's Agenda is boring. I think that it's way more interesting if it's just a completely different leadership. So you can do a completely different thing. Now, it's got to be a good one or it's not going to get played. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that if it is just Death's Agenda, that is that it's a missed opportunity, I, I guess, to say yeah. the least. But, um, yeah, I, I think being able to assign um, assign another character uh, a leadership for Black Order, and then you can... I mean, that really opens up play at all sorts of points values, right? If you can make any of them. So, so if... Uh, just to clarify, we're, we're talking something kind of like uh, the Bar With No Doors, which is... Maybe a, doesn't have two different sides. Yeah, but, but um, if you're not taking... Thanos, or if you don't want to take Thanos because the points kind of uh, come out at a, at a weird value, but you still want to play Black Order, um, kind of what, what Bars with No Doors does is it lets you pick any model that is a convocation model, and then you can make them the leader uh, of your squad to get the affiliation bonus. So we're hoping it's something a little bit similar to that, and then that really opens up a lot of different play with them. And again, that kind of touches on what I'm hoping is that she's kind of a control piece, and then maybe that leadership opens up maybe a more control-oriented style of play. Um, Ebony Ma has some decent control options. He has a throw. He has a um, a uh, advance, a wild advance on his builder, and he can uh, if you want him to take the the space stone. So just a little bit of different stuff there. Um, what do you guys think about them getting a second affiliation? Do you think that it Maybe makes them a little bit too good on the table, or do you think it is fine and it just opens up more play styles to a faction that needs it? What do you guys think? Uh, I think that it's 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 fine. I think that that's a good decision. Like it makes it so, if someone knows you have Black Order, they don't initially know exactly what your play style is going to be. Like, it just is an option on the table that you could play. And it it makes Black Order better, I think, if that's the case. Now, uh, whether or not this is a new affiliation, I don't know. It's called First of the Black Order. Could that mean, like, was there a person who was first member of the Black Order? I could I not find who was recruited first. I've not okay. read the comics, all the comics that they're in, but I could not find, like, 
Well, someone had. It's to not first, right? It's not. There's not yeah. someone who's obviously the first person. Right. Okay. okay. I mean, is there, there is, well, there is Thanos's favorite. So if you want to say the first of the Black Order that way, but that's Corvus. Okay. But I I think that uh, it would be very a very good thing if it's like uh, bar with no doors, because I mean, having to take Thanos every list, and he's a six pointer. Uh, he's an eight. Point. He's, he's an eight points. Yeah, he's an eight point model. <laughs> okay, okay, he's eight points. Uh, then that that like, what do you do if it's fourteen points? I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're definitely like. Or you had to play another affiliation. I think this really opens it up to let them play just a list of solely black orc. Yeah, it that... works the way we think it is. Exactly. I, yeah, right. I, I I hope so because there's no affiliations. There's no other affiliation in this game other than Black Order where you. Well, if. I guess you could play Black Order without a leader. But there's no other affiliations where you can't take the leader and like not play at every points value, right? Is Black Order the only one where you can't? Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, I guess technically... Probably maybe Dormammu. Well, no, because you can always play... Does he really count? You can play it, at, you can play it every uh, points level with Dormammu. Yeah. Well, you can play at every point level with black order you're just not going to get all the pieces you want fair i guess you could play no gym thanos you can play at 14 points you can play thanos and another black order member and then a non-black order member and make 14 points yeah that seems real good but that's real good I didn't say it was good. <laughs> You're saying it's impossible. Fair, fair enough. I guess with, I'm thinking about it for Dormammu, taking the stuff Dormammu that you want. And two other characters. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It's the same situation. I want, I want to have my cake and eat it too, Brad. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, well, so uh, I think all in all, we're we're pretty hype uh, for this release. Uh, so I think. Last week we got the silhouette. This week we're getting uh, an actual image and box contents. So hopefully, um, whenever we're doing our, uh, our whenever we're doing our weekly character reviews, um, we'll have some rule sets and we can kind of look at these guys and actually give hot yes. takes on them. Because yeah, hopefully our next episode is one of these two characters. Yep. So that'll be good. Uh, very excited. Um, and I'll be speaking more of my excitement here in a minute uh but moving on to uh i don't think there's anything else for news announcements did i miss anything does anybody else have anything that they caught that i missed okay nope um uh, real quick i will plug this if you're not listening to journey through limbo you need to be checking it out very good podcast uh we're hosted on the uh crit hit wild network uh, it's bright literally right beside all of our other podcasts so you can find them there uh if you go and listen tell uh jason and brian that the boys over at crit hit wild sent you but moving on to uh hobby talk and kind of what we've been doing uh i've been painting brandon's miniatures i appreciate that and that's pretty much eventually um 
we may at some point create a discord or a website or something uh for all of you you know 10 listeners to to join and come hang out with more than 10 it's 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 gonna be more today i was just kidding um but uh maybe at some point we can create like a little uh spot for people to post their their pictures of stuff that they painted and stuff like that so that that'll be pretty cool if we ever did that but yeah i just uh, painted a shadowland daredevil and uh he's a pretty fun piece to paint um i mean there's not a whole lot to him so didn't take a, a crazy amount of time, but I was able to get him and uh, Bullseye painted over the week. So, uh, What about you, Brad? You've been working on anything? Uh, I've been working on a special side project, and uh, I've been printing some minis for to use with the new uh, Marvel RPG that just released. And so I'm going to have some extra minis for that. Okay. Um, I think that, uh, I think one thing I need to do is get away from GW paints. I think I've been painting with those for like pretty much my entire painting career now. And I like some of them and I don't like others. So do you use Vallejo? Uh, the Vallejo paints I have, I love. I need to try Uh, some of those. And pretty much everyone who paints, like, a lot uses them. I've Uh, always heard good things. The Reaper paints are good. I like them. And what's the other brand that I have a bunch of? I have Vallejo paints I can let you borrow, Jared. I would love to borrow them. I would love to test them out. It'll cost you one painted model. That's fine. <laughs> what have you got? I'll send it over to you, Fred and uh, Brandon. Have you guys built anything? Are you picking up yeah. any kits that you, you're going to be putting together soon? What have you guys been doing? Uh, I recently put together uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, and the reason why is because <laughs> I, recently had my, I recently had my butt handed to me by Winter Soldier. <laughs> In a way that I thought was entirely un- unbelievable. But yes, uh, so uh, Winter Soldier is going to be seeing some play, I think, from me. <laughs> I mean, he's insanely good. Like, he's he's a really good piece. They, they did such a good job with his uh, changes. I, I also think that he uh, synergizes pretty surprisingly well with Shadowlands Daredevil. <laughs> That I wish the if if I really which that again they've done a really good job with him. If I had one thing I wish that they had done, it would be to have put um, Spetsnaz training uh, within two instead of one. Yeah, one it, is it, so fucking weird. It is, and he and he has another thing that triggers at one. Like he he's got some weird ones. On yeah, him, yeah, it's 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 weird. It doesn't change the fact that he good. Yeah, he is really, really good. I, I really Have you been doing anything, Brandon? Uh, I bought some primer, so I'm going to prime some models. I've got some models to build. Uh, I got behind. Uh, i got a lot of models to build, actually. I just haven't really had a desire to play them. I've been very focused on two different lists. So I've got a little bit of a backlog piling up now i only have one model to build do you know what that is 
uh, Honey Badger. Well, oh, okay. Scratch, scratch the that release because I just picked. The, well, you just bought that for me, so it's a. And scratch that, because that's a new release. Scratch those two, okay? <laughs> scratch, scratch those two. So those are still in box. And there is another model that has been out for months, and I, I have not put it together. Can you guess what that is? It's Andrew Nova. Ah, oh, no. She's actually built. It's the same kit. It's fucking Jean, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. <laughs> Jean Grey, baby, sits there on my shelf, still in the Ziploc bag. It's probably her best use. <laughs> probably. Probably. All right. Uh, well, uh, we're going to kind of recap our game nights, uh, talk about some games we played, talk about our rosters that we were bringing, kind of what we did. Uh, that was the kit that made me, like, stop buying, like, everything. The Jean Grey Cassandra Nova? That was the kit that I was like, all right, I'm out. Cassandra Nova is not bad. Yeah, I just don't think I'd ever play Cabal. Uh, so I played in a tournament, uh, and I played against, uh, it was actually against another Dormammu player. And I was, uh, he had some jank with Lockjaw and Herbs. And, uh, so he was gonna grab it with Dormammu, uh, being of the, of, uh, what's it called? Not of this dimension. Yeah. Uh, so he's gonna teleport, and Lockjaw was gonna teleport him, and he's gonna be scoring the Herb on two. Uh, I brought Angela. Because I wanted to uh, Heaven's Wrath, Dormammu, and also, you know, she moves long. So, uh, she was my best bet, I think, to get the herb over there. So, I went with her and made one long move, picked up the herb. Uh, she can't move anymore, so she was staying there. Cassandra Nova walks up and does the one power, <laughs> the one power spender that uh, when you hit somebody, it makes, uh, you can advance them their speed. Yeah. So, yeah, it was bad times for, for Angela. Cassandra Nova has replaced. Yeah, I think Cassandra Nova's uh, miles ahead of Jean Grey. Uh, yeah. Like, by, by far, mud. Mine uh, is the name of that attack. I, uh, the best part about Jean Grey is you can bring that card. What is that card? Uh, Mental Domination. Uh, Cassandra Nova can take it, too. I know she can't, but I'm saying that's the best part of Jean Grey. <laughs> is that you can take that card. Um... Let's see. Uh, we'll start. Uh, why don't you go first, Brad? You played some played some games. I did. I played two games. The first game uh, I played Shylin Daredevil into Wakanda. Um, he had what was the big thing? Oh, he had Thanos in his list. Yeah, it was Thanos I... with uh, space and mind, right? I think he was two Giovannos. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and I had Craven with um, Killmonger. I took Electra because I had to put her on the table. Uh, she didn't do much. Uh, and <laughs> Nebula. I don't know what else. Anyway, to, to, um, just to interrupt you real quick, I yeah. I came in and they were early in their game. Whenever I watched. And for those of you listening, I, I was excited that Brad had Electra on the table. And I said, yell at me when she goes to do something cool. Because I would like to check out, check it out. Because, I, I mean, I think that she's fucking dog water. So I said, yell at me whenever she's going to do something cool. And 
Brad never yelled at me. <laughs> so I did <laughs> by the because she was mostly doing objective stuff. By the time she actually did something cool, I'd forgot to get you because she did end up. Which is um, not at all how our characters like designed is to play objectives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it it was placement. I put her down and he refused to put anything across from her because he was afraid of her, I think. So uh, she good. did Day's uh, Black Panther. She's pretty much the only... Her and the... Um, uh, what are they called? The Cosmic Cube bits are the only thing that put damage on Black Panther. I mean, her standard attack is really good against Panther. That's like, yeah, it that's is. really good against Panther. Yeah. Yes. So she if it just him... gained power. It'd be really good, right? She'd be good. Like if it just gained power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I mean, did, did you one tap Panther, or did it take her two attacks? It took her one, and I didn't know what to do with her second action. Well, there you go, Brandon. She got she got one power. <laughs> Yeah. She got, she got she one got, power from that. She got one whole power. I mean, you know what? Maybe I'm just too hard on it. I was just really... I would have given up a lot for her just to be a three-point model. I don't I don't want her to have the hand ninjas. Like, give me just a great three-point model. Like, just change her to three. Put a builder on ancient throwing blades. Take away martial... Just take away... You can take away martial prowess. And out for blood. And just give me that as a three-point model. You can even take a health away. No, she's six and five. She even has like the health of a three-point model. It. She's a four-point model because of grunts. Take the well, grunts away. Make okay, it a builder. Okay, let me talk about my game. Sorry. Yeah, save, save it. Yeah. We're gonna save that for for when we review. Uh, if we go back and review Electra, now that we know know more about her, we'll, we'll save all that for that. We're we're talking about Black Widow. Black Widow. This one. So. Uh, we'll save it. Okay. So I took uh, Killmonger, like I always do, and I took um, Usurp the Throne, because I always do, and then he puts eight-point Thanos down, I was like, oh no. And then <laughs> I, um, I put a lot of damage with Nebula at one point, and I left him at one health, but he had bleed and a cube, so I didn't get to usurp all sad times for you huh yeah and you played it though didn't you not then the next turn he had flipped and he was within charge range of killmonger so i went for it and it worked it worked that that just feels great doesn't it that feels great it does. It does. I, he was at full health on his injured side at the start hey. of Killmonger's activation. What uh, what scenario were you guys playing? Uh, we were playing uh, Sword Station and uh, Cubes. Who dropped what? Cube fragments. Uh, he was Sword Station. Okay. I imagine that this was at 17 points because. Yes, it was at 17. Okay. I got to choose. Okay. So I chose okay, the bigger number. At 14, someone made 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 some mistakes. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you ended up winning that game. What was your final score? I did end up winning the game. Oh, gosh. Um, I didn't think I was in the early turns, but. That's weird that you said that because you both really said was. this is go. They they were both like this is going downhill for me. Both of them. 
<laughs> yeah, I I don't know why Josh thought that. Like I was losing models left and right, and he was way up on score. He was doing that uh, voodoo that he does, where he says he's going to lose, so and then uh, the universe corrects it and he wins. I don't know. It was a it was a close game. I didn't like blow it out or anything. I don't think, but I don't remember the final score. Well, I think that was his. I think that was his first game with that roster. I think that's something though. I, I think, think that roster's good. I think it is too. Like like I said, we kind of oh, workshopped it a little bit. I think Thanos with like his control into Wakanda is. I think that's probably a pretty strong game plan. So. And then I I played a second game. It's recorded. I played X Force versus Brandon's. Where were you playing, Brandon? Oh yeah, you're playing Dormammu. Um, that was a fun game. Uh, it's not as good as our Criminal Syndicate versus Criminal Syndicate game, but I had a blast. What'd you guys? What'd you guys play on? Well, I, let's not talk about it if it's recorded. It's well, hey, we it's can talk about the YouTube. scenario. Yeah, scenario. just talk about okay. the scenario. Okay. Yeah, it's it was superpowered scoundrels. I don't know why that's in my list. I need to replace it. And what was the? It was. Precore. Yes, that's correct. That that caused me. That was a pain in my butt. The Precore was. Alien ship crashes downtown. So, um, for those of you listening, uh, Brandon is has actually been on uh, an episode of Journey Through Limbo, and he's going over this kind of neat. Um, it's a Dark Dimension slash uh, Criminal Syndicate with Shadowland Daredevil uh, roster. Um, he absolutely wrecked my ass, uh, with it last week when we played. Um, why don't you, why don't you give them like a quick rundown of what that roster kind of looks like, Brandon? Um, so it's, the roster is going to be like, it's Dormammu and Shadowland Daredevil, your two leaderships. Um, and it's designed around giving you an option to play at lower point games with Shadowland Daredevil. Um, with Killmonger, Craven, Black Cat, and Bullseye as other Criminal Syndicate models, um, your other unaffiliated models. Uh, currently, I have Baron Mordo, X-23, Bob, Agent of Hydra, and Carnage. Um, this list can really just take down anything. Um, it's designed to throw a whole lot of dice and just murder stuff, um, as well as it does a good job of playing objectives because you didn't take i don't have any model that can't contest objectives or anything of that nature so um some healing stuff um some dice reduction and dice pumping um so you're really just helping your odds by throwing as much dice as possible yep i played against it uh like i said last week which uh disclaimer i've played fury wrong and some of the uh one of the tactics cards the the initiative wrong so Huh, forgive me. But uh, the amount of damage that uh, Brandon put through on me is it is disturbing, to say the least. So, very strong roster. The game I was close to, it was like 70-some damage, I think. It was maybe a little under, right around that 70 number. Uh, so, let's see, 20, 40, uh, 11, no, 12, no, 11. 11 twice 22 40 22 62 plus you did that twice so that's four so 66 plus you take off a med pack so that adds on another three so 69 you did something like 69 to 70 some damage nice 
Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word that I would use to describe it. Uh, you have a really cool uh, X-Force list, Brad. Why don't you kind of just oh, yeah. give us a quick rundown uh, of that. I actually really, really uh, like that X-Force list. <laughs> I did talk you don't you. like some of it. I don't like some of it, but for the most part, I think we're in agreement on a lot of it. So go ahead. Uh, so the thing with the X Force list is, um, like, I played against Brandon. But I only had three mutants in my list, like that made the table. No. So, Cable Domino, uh, X twenty three, and Honey Badger, and uh, all of those are pretty important models. And then Baron Zemo, Winter Soldier get played most of the time. Uh, Bullseye, Baron Mordo, and then the last two slots are the ones that people give me some shit about. It's Sabretooth and Wolverine. Um, and I remember why they're definitely both in there right now, and it's I may try out the cable and then all the people with uh, Healing Factor and Baron Mordo. Okay. I mean, That's, I think that, that all the healing factor like can be obnoxious. Yeah. So, And, of course, I have, like, exceptional healing and stuff. But um, I don't have any, like, really good tactics card tech in here to speak of. But I, I, the thing is, I've been playing Winter Soldier and Baron Zemo, which that's an old-school pick for them anyway, with my X-Force people a lot, and it's been really good. I, I really like Can it. Confirm. I think it's got some good game. Yeah, it fits pretty well in that roster. Rogue. Nebula. Oh, Rogue. You're right. I bet she actually probably... that gives Ooh. That's like a, a really damagey, like, actually pretty sturdy frontline piece. And Brandon, stop giving him ideas. And she's a mutant. If you had any idea how well he rolled against me yesterday, Fred... I don't want to give him ideas, but Rogue is optimally the better choice compared to Sabretooth. I should probably uh, draw. I agree. <laughs> That's there. You go. If you're wanting to play a mutant, yeah, you you won't take my Doctor Voodoo. So I like that. If you drop one, no, I'm not gonna put Voodoo. Yeah, if you drop one and put in Nebula, and then drop the other and put in Rogue, I think that that's, that's good. I kind of like that. Hold on, I have a copy it's... here that I've been changing. Uh... While you're doing that, um, I know you didn't get to play any games this past week, Fred, but if you're uh, coming up to play next week, what's uh, what's some rosters that you think you're going to take a shot at when you come play? Well, I'm going to bring Criminal Syndicate with both leaders, like Kingpin and, uh, and Shadowlands Daredevil. Uh, I want to pull off a successful use of the versatile strategy. I want that to be a thing, but I'm worried that uh, bring in both Kingpin and Shadowlands Daredevil is too many points devoted to a pretty cool little, uh, it, it, an honestly pretty cool little thing switching switching affiliation bonus. But I don't know if it's worth the points. They so, both play pretty well in the yeah. other's affiliation. Yeah, so, they do. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't worry about that. I would worry about the. The tech, yeah, that's yeah, that's you're exactly yeah. right. I, I think the the thing is like you're losing now on a tactics card slot, but 
But I think, right. you know, if you're playing on... If somebody forces you into, like, demons, or if somebody forces you onto something like, like a secure... Like, a, maybe a pay-to-flip or, or something. Um, well, not a pay-to-flip, but if they force you on something that's a little bit more scrummy, um, I think that taking versatile strategy and then playing king... Like, because Shadowland Daredevil plays exceptionally well in the kingpin, I think. Like, he's tanky, he, he's hard to remove, uh, so he, he can stick on a point stealth. and count as two. Yeah, stealth. stealth weirdly va- valid. Um, so I, I think, you know... You, you play Kingpin, and I, I think that if you take Shadowlands Daredevil, I don't think it's a wrong choice at all. Like, I, I think that if you're going to play Kingpin the whole time, I think still think he's a good model for him. So I think that, you know, you play Kingpin, and then if it looks like you're going to be scrumming, or if they brought, like, a really killy team, I think you play Kingpin to get a points advantage up until, you know, turns three or four, and then you play Versatile Strategy, you kick it over to Shadowlands Daredevil when some of your guys have been flipped. And then you just go to Murder Town and try to yeah. start attritioning. So, uh, I think you can make it work. I I, I like that, but it, bringing both basically means that I can't bring Juggernaut, and I just want to bring Juggernaut. Oh, I want to bring him. Juggernaut's a little wimp that gets killed by three point models. So he he get he he gets killed by Winter Soldier by himself. <laughs> On one turn, <laughs> I couldn't you believe that. Kingpin, Shadowland, Juggernaut, it's unbelievable. Say that again. Anyway, Say that again, Brandon. I said you can definitely play Juggernaut, Shadowland, Kingpin, and two threes. Twenty. Yeah, twenty. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Fred. Just drop scoundrels. Then okay. Ho- hope that they I hope mean, that they pick twenty. Is good. The best. It's the best one. Wow, the best secure. For criminal syndicate. Yep. Yep. That's really good. I don't want to play twenty. Twenty's too many. I'll get eaten up. I'll get eaten alive. There you by Winter Fred. Soldier. By Winter wow. Soldier. Fred, if you're playing that list of twenty, <laughs> and if Lizard's one of your three point models, and you have scoundrels, you should win that by a landslide. I believe. Tell that to Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Make Winter Soldier the other three. <laughs> he there does count as affiliated, and that'll make you. Yeah, yeah, he does. You probably can't take all according to plan, though. Right. Which right. you know what? I don't know if I like that anymore. I changed my mind. I'm out on that. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess I can recap my games really quick. I was able to play two games. Um, uh, by the time I made it to the shop, I played one game against Brandon, who um, it, that one got recorded. So I won't talk about it too much, but uh, like I said, my Black Order hype is uh, high because of this new Black Swan Super Giant kit, something I've talked about for a hot minute. So I'm very excited uh, for this. I'm hoping that they're good. So I just wanted to play a little bit of Black Order and shake off some of the rust. Um, I brought uh, Thanos with a Mind and Space Stone, uh, Corvus Duality, Proxima, and then I played Dr. Voodoo uh, in the last slot. And I played against Brandon's Dormammu roster with, uh, he had Shadowland Daredevil, uh, Bear Mordo, and Angela. Yeah, you wanted to test out Angela. Um, so that game got recorded. Uh, this was a grudge match for me 
after Brandon absolutely, like I said, wrecked me <laughs> uh, with with it with his roster. It worked out really well. Do what? It was a learning. I learned a lot in that game. That's good. I'm glad that you did learn a lot. I, I won't say too much uh, about the game, but I will say that I did enjoy playing Black Order into Grunts. That that that's good. Ugh. So. Ugh. We we even double checked. I think on stream. I think Brad looked it up just to verify that they had not been errated yet. Uh. So yeah, no rat on them yet. They get victory points whenever time they kill a lay grunt. So. Gross. Yep. It's gross. Good. So, uh, so I can't play Shadowlands Daredevil into Black Order at all. <laughs> no, you. Uh, you can. I don't know if you I can. recommend it. See, and I thought no, about I this last night. There's a play where you literally can just take the grunts, turn one, and double move them into the corner. Yeah. In the back corner. I mean, or just deploy them in the back sucks. corner. You never have to do anything with them. Because they won't chase them, and you never have to deploy them again. But does like, but then without the grunts, like are is Shadowland Daredevil on his own? You think he's he's worth Yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think he's good enough by himself, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's great by himself. I mean if you think about it, like he's uh he's got 13 health, uh, 433, 334 defenses. He's rolling. He's got a range four that moves him. Range four, four dice, no cover, and moves him. Um, three power for seven dice and a move if you hit a wild. Is two dice builders, uh, or is five dice builder. Um, he has radar sense, so he counts blanks against yep. physical energy with no range, and he has stealth. And he has wall crawler. I think he's fine without him. I think I've seen him play like four. I've played against him twice, three times, and I've seen him on the board played uh, a few times outside of that. And I don't know that I've ever seen him like fully die. I don't he's think I've died, seen him. He's died for me completely once out of the. I mean, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games I've played with him. Maybe more. Yeah, he's like, only ever died once. The dude does not die. But he's hard to kill. Okay. Uh, I played a second game again. I just I kind of grabbed the same stuff uh, that I played in my previous game. I don't even think I swapped the tactics cards just because I didn't feel like getting all, all my stuff out. But I played against A Force. Um, I think I played, we played um, Spider Infected, which I did not like, and Demons, which I did like. Um, I played Thanos with Mind and Space again, Corvus with Reality Proxima, and I played, I uh, tried out X-23 um, in the roster, and I played against, like I said, A-Force, and I had Ghost Rider, Angela, She-Hulk, and Black Cat. Uh, I think I had Pryo. Um, it was a good game. Uh, my opponent, he's played against, I think I've played Black Order against him before. Um, now that Thanos has the space, like, he, he kind of takes the space stone. It's, it's just, it's gross. It's still just as gross as it ever was. Um, he saved his special delivery, not on turn one, because I didn't have any good positioning for him to kind of take advantage of at turn one. Um, so I was able to... He, he moved Ghost Rider to the... Uh, postured on the center point. Thanos uh, cosmic portaled and mind stoned him back 
near my uh, kind of back demon point. I space stone Corvus forward so that he can make attacks and daze Ghost Rider round one. And then round two, I killed Ghost Rider and I also displaced She-Hulk and Angela to the sides of the board uh, to disrupt his special delivery uh, play that he's setting up for. And I think he ended up having to deal with the devil on Black Cat, so I got my victory point there. Um, he dazed Proxima, and I think he dazed um, X-23, but I was kind of able to, to run away with points after so long. It's just, uh, I enjoy the control element of Thanos and displacing people's six point or six threat models or higher. It's just, it's outstanding. So, good time, still gross. Love it. All right, guys. Spoiler, um, Black Order's good. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good. Uh, I think that I need to head off. All so right. So, I will see everybody later. Uh, uh, you guys keep talking. I will, I'll catch up next time. All right. Uh, bye, well, Fred. bye, Fred. All right. Bye, guys. All right, well, he's back out on assignment, so we're going to have him come back. Uh, I guess it'll be what? on The the next one will be the Baron Zemo review, right? Uh, if we don't have a special if character. If we don't have a special character, yeah. So uh, we'll have Fred back for that one. So, All right, uh, yeah. I think we're ready to kind of move on. All right, well, uh, so we're going to move on into uh, character review. So, um, yeah, all right. So this week we are looking at Black Widow, a.k.a. Natasha Romanoff. This is going to be Core Widow, uh, because there are two different uh, versions of Black Widow in the game. There's Black Widow and then Black Widow Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, so one thing that we're going to be looking at, uh, for the first time I'm actually going to kind of give a rundown of the criteria that we kind of look at. Uh, so we're going to be looking at stats compared to their threat value, so how much stats you're getting based on what threat they are. Uh, their overall kit how they do in affiliation, and then their splash ability. So those are kind of the four things that we're looking at when we rank uh, these models S through F tier. Uh, so yeah, getting into it, we have, uh, again, Core Widow. So Natasha Ro Romanova, not Romanoff. No, it's Romanoff. Oh, is that yeah. how you pronounce that? No, it's it's just a misprint. Oh, are you trolling? Or is that real? No, they eradicated it. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, so, so it, oh, go, go go over two, like go past her injured card. Hey, I see. That's awesome. Look at Look that. CerebroMCP.com, everyone. This this is the quality that you get when you uh, make an account with Cerebro. All right, yeah. So uh, looking at her stats. So real quick before we just full blown go into her stats, this will be the first two threat model that we've looked at in the game. And you guys can tell me if you think this is wrong, but I, I feel like two threats. So you, you'll have some three threat models, right? And they're really, really good. And they're so good that they could probably be like a four threat model. It's just uh, kind of the nature of the game. Some models just eke out better. There are some models that are four threat that probably should cost less because they're not that great. And you can kind of see the same things with maybe some even higher threat than that, fives or sixes. Um, but I feel like... Even though we don't necessarily, at, at least in a lot of the reviews that we've done, we don't necessarily compare the model to like another model. I feel like 
two threats all have like their niche role and that you have to you, you almost always have to have them in the roster i think it's almost fair to compare them to the other two threats in the game uh like kind of pound for pound what do you guys think about that you think that's fair or no I think it's hard to compare two threats because 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 at the two threat level they have to have a niche. Yeah, they they so it's like comparing apples to oranges. I say okay. Black yeah. Widow, Black Widow is nothing like Nebula. Fair. Fair. Yeah, can't really compare them. I agree with that. Um, I also think it's kind of hard to compare two threat models. I also think there's a ceiling. On two threat models, uh, like I, I was thinking about this earlier today about like where I was going to rank Black Widow. Um, I I don't know if a two threat model can be above an A. Um, I do, but I also in that same retrospect, I'm not sure that at least so far they've never printed one that's below like a C. So I think they have a lot lower of a ceiling, but also a lot higher of a floor than a lot of models. That's fair. I think that's a fair. Uh, yeah, like I just I don't think you can be like oh a two a two threat model is an S tier model. I just I, I, I they don't I don't think they're gonna ever print one that impacts the game to the point to hit that S tier, and I don't think they'll ever print one that's so bad that it's like literally unplayable. I think uh, at least that, they haven't yet. And I don't know what you guys think, but I think that the two threat models that they've made, I think I don't think that there's an uh, I guess a Koye maybe pre-change. But outside of that, I, in the current landscape of the MCP uh, scene, I don't think that there's one imbalanced or like bad two-threat model. What do you guys think? I think that all of them are pretty... I think that they've done a fantastic job with the balancing of two-threat models. I think the worst one's a, a C-plus at like... Like, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like... Like, the worst two-threat model is probably Bob, right? And... I, I, there's nothing really bad about Bob. Like he can secure a point and he can possibly nuke a six threat model in one turn. What do you think, Brad? You think that they're all, you think all the two threats are, are pretty, pretty well balanced for, for what they do. Yeah. Uh, I think they are. I think Brandon's right. They're like C through a, cause Akoya got nerfed out of S. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, so, Let's uh, go ahead and give a rundown of Black Widow. So for her stat block, she's uh, four stamina on her healthy side. She's a lawn mover, uh, size two two threat with a three two four uh, stat block going from physical to mystic. Uh, she has a four dice uh, energy strike that gives a standard power gain, but she has a wild widow sting after the attack is resolved. The target character loses one power. Uh, she has a range three four dice pistol attack that has no uh, special abilities to it. And then she has a two power cost four dice spender that uh, if the attack deals damage after the attack is resolved, the target character gains stagger, uh, which there are there no other staggers on two on a two threat model. Is that correct? I don't believe any of the other ones uh, pack a stagger on any ability that they have. I don't think they do. Uh, and then that's a range 2 ability, and then it also has a wild elusive trigger. So after it's resolved, uh, the character may advance short. So a little tricky to get off the stagger because it's only a 4 dice uh, attack. But there are ways to buff uh, attack dice volume in this game. So 
there's some cheeky stuff that you can do with that. Uh, so then looking at the rest of her kit, uh, she has a cost 2 reactive superpower, which is Counter-Strike. Uh, if the character is within 3, you roll 4 dice, deal 1 damage for each crit and wild in the roll. We see this ability or similar versions of it on uh, some different characters. She has a passive martial artist, so when you're defending against physical or energy, within two, you add blanks to your defense roll and your successes, and she has stealth, so you must be within three to target her with attacks. So, uh, and then on her flip side, nothing changes. Uh, everything's the same. So, uh, we'll start with uh, with her uh, stats for her threat value. So, what do you guys think about uh her defensive line and her health pool eight, eight health on uh, healthy and injured side comparatively speaking uh we'll start with you brandon did we lose brandon are you muted? you hear me oh, again now mic, yeah okay sorry i think my mic went a little crazy um i think i i really like black widow this black widow a lot she's actually one of my favorite two-point models, mainly because of one thing sticks out on this card to me, uh, is that long move. Um, she gets that long move and a really good defense pull. Um, two-threat models usually have... She's the only two-threat model with a four-die defense, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I can't think of another one that has a four-die um, plus martial artists, plus stealth, um, and just the fact that you might may get a stagger. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, having, I, yeah, I feel like that's something. Like, I, I don't think that you see mixed technique a whole lot. I mean, I, I'm sure it gets busted out, but I, I think that's something that can kind of catch people off guard from time to time. It's just. It's something that I could see slipping people's mind, like, oh, she has a stagger attack. So, I forget about it when I play against her, and all the time. What's uh? I'll I'll uh pitch it over to Brad really quick. Brad, will you do me a favor and check what what's the average health pull on a two threat model? Do you happen to know, or you can look for a second while I throw it over to Brad? Yeah, I'll check it out. What do you think about her stat block, Brad? Uh, just kind of looking at her defensive value and health pull and stuff. Um, I mean. Two point long movers, all you really need to know. The four point mystic didn't used to matter, or the four die mystic didn't used to matter, mm -hmm. but there's a lot more mystic attacks now. So that's that's just great to have. But like I mean there are four things on this card that I love, and it didn't and it wouldn't matter much what anything else said. What are those four things? Long move, counter strike, martial artist, stealth. Yep, yep. I mean, you're right. The martial artist. All that on a, all that on a two pointer. Like, that's great. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. I don't even ever look at her attacks. Uh, the amount of attacks every, yeah, I've made with her is it's very small. Like, I don't make very many attacks with her. Uh, a lot of the time, I mean, to to speak to both these guys' points, the long move is incredible on especially a two threat model um it gives her a lot of that flexibility can contest. that can, yeah that can contest gives her a lot of flexibility <laughs> with what you can do with her in a turn uh she's great for picking up extracts and running away again because the stealth yeah. the martial artist can kind of be a little wonky because you don't get as much value out of the 
uh, energy portion of it, the, the count blanks, because you're not really rolling as many dice, but a lot of the energy attacks are probably longer than range 3. I think a lot of the energy attacks in the game are... They're, uh, they're usually a 3 or longer. There's not many within 2. I think... Earth is. Hers is within 2. Iron Fist's cheese strike is within 2. But then when you There's do that, you're, you're, you're counting your blanks there. So she's not the sturdiest of models, but again, she's two threat. So I think that the defensive value that you're getting for her, just in her total kit and everything, um, you get a lot. She, she's tankier than you would think for a two threat model. She's a she's just a really good objective piece. Yep, she is, she's very, very good. Um, in affiliation... I mean, she's great. So she has three really good affiliations uh, tied in with her. She's in A-Force, Avengers, and uh, now she's in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. So those are the three. All three, uh, well, at least A-Force and, I mean, definitely Avengers. Both those are very good affiliations. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is more recent, uh, but they seem like they're probably a pretty decent affiliation. Uh, Grunts are really strong in the game, at least that's my take on it. I think that Brandon probably feels the same way. Have you played very much with the Grunts yet, Brad? Me? Yeah. I know you played no, against them. Have you uh, played with them? Yeah, I've been playing some Shadowland Daredevil. Yeah. Do you think that they're they're pretty good? Uh yeah. Um I'm I'm going for a very killy list, so I getting a couple extra attacks in there is is money. I haven't actually got to play with them on an extract a real extract yet i got you we can reference that um back almost what two months ago now i was quoted on saying that i think grunts are a bad idea and uh, i'm sticking by that i think they're busted (laughs) Uh, every game you play with them it just feels great um i do have an update on our health pool for two point models all right let's hear it um there are nine two-point models, two of which have over eight health, and two of which have under eight health, and the rest have eight health. Okay, so she's looking right about your standard. It's, then. it's dead average. The two that have above it are Honey Badger and Nebula. They each have nine, uh, and they both cannot contest. Yep. Yep. And then the two under are Bob, Agent of Hydra, who just doesn't really die, yep. and then you have Rocket Raccoon. Okay, yep. Who also doesn't die. That's yeah, fair. he's he's hard, yeah. to, he's hard to deal. Yeah, with. so it's like the ones under it. Yeah, like Bob just doesn't die, and then Rocket with always having cover doesn't take collisions. Has bot- the personal bodyguard. Um, yeah, so they're they've been uh, the two point models are probably the most consistent they've been across the board. I think they've done a really, really good job with all of them. Okay, so she's looking at uh, your your pretty average stat line for a two threat. I think eight health is is good for a two threat model. Um, I was talking about affiliations. I, I think that any affiliation that you have access to a two threat in affiliated model just feels amazing. So if you're playing Shield, Avengers, or A Force, I mean, just having her. She to, uh, to Brad's point, she's just an excellent uh, scenario piece. She does very well, um, and I think that if any time that you take her in affiliation, she's just going to feel great. And she's probably, t- 
to be honest, going to make it into a decent portion of uh, your rosters to kind of flesh out your point values for lists. I, I think that in affiliation, you probably reach for her maybe before some unaffiliated options. Uh, not always, but I think most of the time. What do you guys think about her just in, a, in affiliation? you think that she's very good? I think so, yeah. I think all three of her affiliations are going to have her in their roster as a two-point option. The only one that might not is A-Force, because they do have a Koye at two as well. Fair. Yeah, Uh, that is fair. Yeah, I think Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. are always going to probably have her um, in most of their rosters. I, I can't really... I mean, Avengers especially, I don't... The only thing Avengers has is they have so many affiliated models that you can probably afford to take an unaffiliated to. I'm just not sure there's many that are better than her, and there's no reason to go outside that. Um, unless you're doing something specific. Yeah, yeah. unless you need something very, very specific. Uh, A-Force is the only one I can think of that she's not like an auto-include, just because you Okoye is probably still an auto-include. Um, but I, I don't think... I don't think anyone's going to look at A-Force roster with Black Widow and be like, you're messing up. That's not the right call. Like, I think it's probably like, yeah, okay. You've got a plan. just take both. And you could. Especially if you're probably taking some... They've got some of the better higher threats models in their affiliation, so... All right, so those are good points. So the counter to that is, what do you guys think about her splashability value? You think that she makes it into a lot of rosters as an unaffiliated two-thread option? If you want a tech piece. If you want that objective person, the one that can either go sit there or grab an extract and try to get away. Like she has both of those roles very well. No matter what affiliation you are. I'm going to be for once. I might be the one that's a little bit more negative. I think that she is a really good uh, two threat option, but I think when you kind of compare to the other two threats, um, I, I think unaffiliated, it seems to me like people lean a little bit more if you're going for a control piece, or not control piece, a scenario piece, people are looking at Toad, uh, maybe as an unaffiliated two to kind of fill that slot versus Widow. Um, if you're looking That's for a fair point. If you're looking for something a little bit more defensible, I think that still people probably reach for a Koye uh, a little bit more uh, because she brings like a bodyguard and stuff like that. So if you're looking for somebody to sit on a point, Stealth and Martial Artist, I, I still think that just Okoye is maybe a little bit of a better option. And then if you're looking for something that's violence, I mean, Rocket Raccoon is really good, but I mean, I'm pretty high on Bullseye, which I think both of you probably like Bullseye pretty well too, correct? Well, if you want straight-up violence, you go with Nebula. Oh, Nebula, but... <laughs> yeah, Nebula or, excuse me, yeah, Nebula, that's a great point. Nebula or Bullseye, yeah. I I, I really like new Bullseye, so I'm not going to argue against Bullseye. I like, uh, one thing with Widow specifically, I would like to just point like that long move, though, is so crucial, um, because she can go, she can take the back, like your opponent's front point uh and if they can't kill her that next turn she's gone and they're not catching her yep um so if she can go so something i like to do and she's in my criminal syndicate list because on superpower scoundrel she can just go to the i can take the opponent's front two points 
uh, with Black Widow and Lizard. I can just go sit on both of them from front point because Lizard's medium move, medium base, and then her small base, long move can get me on those both points. So then you can take them, and then now you probably have five right off the gate before you even count extracts, um, which can get the game can get really out of hand. So I don't need her to really survive, especially if they're close. Like I just, you know, she's done her job. Um, the one thing is like, I, I think for the tech piece, uh, it's her toad. Um, and I do think you have to be playing an affiliation for toad that can give him power. Um, cause he like, he can use the power. So if you're playing an affiliation that, you know, the leadership can kind of help power or even, uh, Steve Avengers where you're lowering the cost, um, toad having you know finders keepers hop slippery uh, that allows that was just, i think those are all two so then uh, they're all going to cost one uh, which is really good for him um, but again it's a medium move on a small base he can't get to all the places that natasha can so it's really going to depend on your roster i do think there are still a decent amount of rosters that want her um it's if i mean if we were ranking all the twos i think she's you know in the middle towards the top. I don't think she's at the top. I think she's... I think that she's probably more in the middle just because she... I mean, two two threats are some of the... Some of them are some of the most... Or the highest splash models in the game, right? Yeah. Like, some of them. So, I, I, I don't think... I think, to your point, like, she can be a cheeky tech piece if you're running uh, unaffiliated. But I don't think uh, for a majority of it that you're really reaching for as like an unaffiliated two-thread option to go into a roster. So in affiliation, she's she's outstanding. I think that we're all kind of sitting in the same boat, that she's not super splashable unless to Brandon's point you're kind of running her as a cheeky tech piece. Now there are some fun things you can do. I, I believe that we had a local uh, playing Avengers, and he brought Baron Mordo in. So when you're getting six dice mixed techniques the chance of you doing one damage and staggering are actually pretty high, which uh, can be gross on uh, a two-threat model. So That sounds like Michael. Yep, uh, you'd be correct. Uh, so uh, six dice, mixed techniques, really good. Get stagger out. Uh, I could see her being a two-threat splash option in Black Order because uh, sometimes you, know, you have your core of uh, Thanos, Corvus Proxima. Uh, if you have an odd point value that you want to fill out, uh, so like if you're playing at like 18, you can take Black Widow, uh, Death Decree, uh, Mixed Technique again, six dice, staggering, can help you prevent something that could kill potentially Thanos or Corvus, so, uh, um, there's some cheeky stuff Or just ag against them? Okay. Also, if you're play if you just think that's a good play to play both of those, you can just play Black Cat for three points and pay two power and stagger them every time. Do double stagger, yeah. Yeah. So at range three, so. Yep. Uh, that'd be gross. Just make a what a stagger comp. <laughs> uh, Stagger's good. It's yeah. Kids at home, if you want to make a stagger comp, just go search tags in cerebromcp.com for stagger. There you go. Uh, people would think we're sponsored by cerebromcp or something. Did uh, it's Black Cat Defenders? I can't remember. Yes. There you go. No. There, no. No. Oh, that's sad times. I was gonna say that that could be your defenders she, roster brain. Just play she's strange. Midnight. She's Midnight Suns Web Warriors Syndicate A Force. 
I will say I think I do think Black Cat hurt Black Widow as far as roster construction goes. I think before Black Cat, Black Widow was a lot more commonly splashed. I think Black Cat kind of it's hard to that tech piece hey. is better off at three. Guys, you want to know what I just learned? What? Black Bolt, Black Cat, Black Dwarf, and Black Widow all have something to do with Stagger. Really? Wow. That is actually interesting. What's his Black Bolt do? Is he immune or is he gives Stagger? He gives Stagger on Whisper. So all those models give Stagger. That's actually really impressive now yeah. there we go trigger on his range three brutal oh okay well then we're gonna put this to the test right once they give us the rules for black swan uh, stags give me a stags that's two black water members of stagger too yeah wow good catch. No idea. that's actually a really cool catch is it every single does every single model that starts with black have a stagger is it well, all the of them other, the no. other black widow doesn't Black okay. Panther doesn't. And Black Panther doesn't, yeah. Okay. Well, we're, uh, we're on to you, AMG. The other four that do, though. There are only six. We're on to you. We know your schemes. That is a high thing. My, every time I've ever done Brutal End with Black Dwarf, my opponents ask me if it's really range three. <laughs> every time. <laughs> it doesn't seem like you should have a range three attack. Yeah. I mean, it's good though. Feels I mean, good. Black Dwarf just catches people off guard because it's Black Dwarf. Because no one ever plays him. So they should. He's great. He is actually okay. He is good. If uh, you want to make a uh, stagger roster, it should be uh, a force. Okay. I can do it. All right. Well, uh, so kind of moving on now to our ranking of uh, Black Widow, uh, Natasha Romanoff. Oh, I will cover this really quick. Uh, so she does have a tactics card that is her and Clint Barton. Um, we don't necessarily cover all the tactics cards, but where both Hawkeye and Widow are in uh, Shield together, this might see some play, especially if Shield is like an affiliation you're looking at. So it's uh, Professionals, which is unaffiliated. Just requires you have Natasha Romanoff, so either Core Widow or uh, Widow 2. Uh, and Clint Barton may spend two power each to play this card. If Clint damages a character with an attack and Natasha is within two of the damaged character, you may move one asset or civilian token from the damaged character to Natasha. She's not holding it, and it does not allow her to hold more tokens than the crisis specifies. So... There's a lot of actually like real cheeky cards that Shield has that comes in Fury's box as far as um, different stuff that you can do with like, uh, especially with grunts, just like interacting with uh, assets and civilians and stuff like that. So uh, what do you guys think about this? You, you guys think it'll see some play in Shield? I mean, I don't think it's going to see play anywhere else, but in Shield it might. There's a cheeky, I mean, if you're playing Deadly Legacy Viruses, uh you can get one with her, one with Clint, and then with the grunts being able to pick it up, also pass it, like where you get to place it, mm -hmm. you could really kind of set yourself up with a play where she may be able to pick all three. And if there's a model on your list that you want to take that, take all three of those and skedaddle and give you eight points, your two threat models, that one, especially one that has stealth. 
Yep. But even then, I think they have too many cards that it might be hard to fit that in. But that's a cheeky That's play. what I was thinking. Yeah. But if you've got a plan and say everyone in your meta plays Deadly Legacy Viruses, it may be worth it. It's not. This isn't a bad card. The The power cost is, is a little... It's a little high, but... I, I mean, think the I, I think the biggest drawback is the within two of the damage character. I, I I wish that would said within two of Clint Barton, uh, because that means she's near a character, and if you're not dazing her now, she's, she's not near the character. How did she get the asset token? Well, if Clint has it, no, it's not. All oh, from the damage it. character. Oh, oh, I definitely. Oh, I like that way more. No, I like that a lot. I'm yeah. I think you can make that play. That the makes problem, the Deadly Legacy viruses way better. The problem with this card, and let me get it where I can make sure. Uh, yeah, because Clinton yeah, can be... You have to pay for right. this card before you make the attack. Yeah, because it says if he makes E damages. I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the world because... And it gives you two shots. He, he has... Probably. if he's Yeah, because, well, he can hook arrow, right? There's nowhere that Hawkeye really can't reach, and he's always so high on power that, well, I guess you'd have to still pay the two, though. I don't know. He Hawkeye, for me, is always usually sitting on a ton of power, so uh, being able for him to pick between energy and physical is probably why this card is feasible. And you have two shots at it. You're probably getting at least one damage there. I just know yeah. it's not being played right now because of that. Yeah, but uh, again, I don't think this is going to get played unless you're playing shield. I think it's the two power off of Widow that's going to be the problem. Yeah, he's always going to have it. Her having two power isn't always a thing. Like she would have to be, yeah, not picking up anything else or interacting. But uh, yeah, so this isn't a terrible card. Um, I just again, I wanted to kind of cover it just because it might see play uh, in shield affiliation because both these are affiliated. And you know what's even better? If um, Clint damages the character and it's Agent of Shield Widow, and she steals it, and Clint dazes the character, and then, and she, then can she can do her pay interrogation and do the interrogation. Yeah, that's a two point swing or more depending on the uh, the asset. So, yeah. That's Christmas land, though. All right. She would have to have five power to pull that off. So, uh, looking back at Widow, uh, where are we placing her on the S through F scale? Uh, go ahead, Brad. We'll start with you this time. B plus. Okay. Um, very solid model that, um, as you said, gets kind of overshadowed by Toad out of affiliation, but just. Like if you're taking her, uh, she's gonna she's gonna sit there, or she's gonna take an extract, and you're gonna be happy with what she did. Yeah, um, I like her kit. Uh, I don't use the Counter Strike too much. I've I played her quite a bit actually. I hardly ever make any attacks with her. Um, yeah. But she's good for what she does. She's fast. She gets extracts and she runs away. She can move from one end of the board to the other, uh, flipping secures for you. If it's like Mad Men or something, she gets around and she flips stuff. Uh, so I'm 
pretty high on her. I think I'm going to echo what Brad said, and I'm going to give her a B plus. She's just a really solid two threat. Uh, the splash ability, she doesn't really get splashed, which probably keeps her out of A tier for me. But uh, definitely a, a high B plus. What do you think, Brandon? Uh, I got her a solid B. Okay. All right, so... And that averages, by the way, to an E. No, it yeah. doesn't. I came into this, I was like the highest. I am like, I feel like I've defended her this entire podcast, and now I'm giving her the lowest grade. I don't know how I feel about that. It's just a B plus to a B. It's, it's still a B, so it's fine. All right, uh, well, uh, if you're wanting to play uh, Widow, um, just a recommendation of what you can play her in. Uh, she's, again, very... Uh, good in her affiliations a force maybe not as much to kind of brand's point earlier i think that she's excellent in shield i think that she's very very good in avengers um and for a like kind of building spot for a recommendation to play her in i would recommend if you have the sam wilson box i've played a lot of sam wilson avengers and he specifically wants to go pretty wide uh, with his character selection so i would start somewhere with like sam Widow, maybe throw in Luke Cage and Iron Fist in there because that'll get you two characters from the same box. Uh, I would even throw in maybe War Machine because that comes in the Sam Wilson box and that should give you... uh, That gives you about 14 points so you can play Sword Base, which is the lowest threat uh, crises in the game. So that'll give you five characters at 14 uh, and then from there you can kind of build out the rest of your roster. You can do all sorts of stuff like put in Steve Rogers. If you want to continue the Avengers train, you can do what I like to do, which is put Hulkbuster in my roster. So uh, you can put some maybe beefier characters in there. Or if you are got the core set and you're just picking up a couple boxes, you can throw in a lot of the characters uh, from the core set and put them in there and you'll be just fine. So uh, Sam Wilson Avengers, probably play something like Sword Base, uh maybe a little bit wider uh, secures or extracts, something maybe like Spider-Infected, uh, and that'll be a good place for you to start playing with Widow. Uh, does anybody else have any kind of roster starters for Widow? Player in Criminal Syndicate? You got about 10 boxes from my list, though, so it's not as cost-effective as Jared's list. Uh, yeah, play the five-point secure. Play Black Widow. It's really good. Yep, super-powered scoundrels. Double move her, double all move her at the end of round one and take the back scoundrel point plus, what, three in the middle? No, you can take all five, right? You can take all five, yeah. You play Lizard, you take the left, the, or their front point, Black Widow takes their other front point, and then everyone else takes the, your two fronts in the middle. Or you could not do that. No, it's a good play, do it. All right, well, uh, the Crit Hit Wild is giving her a B overall. So very solid two-threat, guys. She comes in the core set. Core set's one of the best deals that you can get in miniature gaming, like in general, across like all the games. It's just an outstanding value. So if you don't own it, I recommend that you get it. You get a ton of stuff. You could buy that and then never buy anything else for the rest of the game, and you could still always play this wonderful game. So I recommend it highly. Uh, then... Moving on to the last segment, uh, we're going to talk about some comic book recommendations, and for this I'm going to hand it over to Brad. So what do you have for us this week? Uh, Let me... I was on Cerebro updates. Um, Okay, so the... um, I had to, like... 
there were more things that I could talk about here, but I kind of narrowed it down uh, because I have another Black Widow I need to talk about and other characters. But um, I got three recommendations here. The first is Uncanny X-Men 268. I'm going to recommend X-Men comics as often as I can. This is Chris Claremont and Jim Lee. Um, So in the 1940s, Captain America and Logan um, have to protect a Russian girl from Nazis. You could probably guess who that was. And then in the present day, Black Widow investigates in the same area and gets into trouble and Wolverine and Jubilee and Psylocke come to her rescue. Um, It's just a one-shot issue. You don't really need to know what else is going on in X-Men for it. And um, it's one of the most iconic Black Widow, Captain America, and Wolverine stories. Okay. Like it's got all of them together, and um, it's pretty famous. Uh, these other two, um, I was going to say I haven't read them, but that's not true for one of them. So the next one I have not read, um, it's Black Widow Widowmaker by Jim McCann and David Lopez. Um, what, a, what a title. What, Black Widow Widowmaker? Yeah. So I'm recommending this because from what I could find, um, it it ties in it doesn't directly tie into the MCU, but people who are fans of the MCU will find some things that seem familiar because it's um, it's Natasha and Clint Barton uh, teaming up and they're teaming up to hunt down an assassin that's going by the alias Ronin which Clint used to go by. So um, there's a lot of little things that the MCU's doing that it also kind of shows up in this comic. So, All right, cool. Uh, and then the last one. Um, oh, there's more. Look at you. You've really yeah, got it all out this week. I, I missed that part. I think he had to find six because he's got another Black Widow to prepare for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he there were there were, there were there were things I had written down that I'm like, no, this will fit better for Black Widow Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I like it. He's doubly prepared. Oh, my God. This is the research you get on this channel. You don't get <laughs> yeah. that anywhere This else. is the quality that you get when you listen to the Crit Hit Wild podcast. So, the, the last one is Black Widow, The Finally Woven Thread. Um, it's by Nathan Edmondson. And Phil Noto. And this one is worth recommending just for the art. Uh, Phil Noto is one of the best artists in the game right now. Uh, The art is beautiful in this comic. And it's just a series of one-shot stories. Um, And they kind of hint at and like... um, Not really explore, but they kind of bring together... Because she's been in the comics for, what, like 50 years or something like that. This kind of brings together all the different versions of her that have shown up in the comics over the years and kind of makes them one person and makes sense. Um, And I cannot stress enough at how pretty the art is. Okay, cool. 
maybe uh, in the next cast I can try to find some screenshots of the art we can share it well I believe all these are probably on Marvel Unlimited correct yes they are uh, we are not sponsored by Marvel Unlimited but it's just a good what's the going rate now uh, uh, forget on there you you can get a yearly subscription for sixty dollars. I don't know if that's the all the time rate or if that's the special rate they offer, like a bunch. Um, they, I, I know right now they're offering fifty percent off your first month if you want to pay monthly, but it's absolutely worth it. There are thousands and thousands of comics on there. So unless you can't read, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah, do they, have, do they have any picture-only comics on there for people like me, uh, Brad, that can't read? They do. There um, we go. I'm subscribed. So there was this one <laughs> month in the early 2000s uh, where they did this gimmick called Nuff Said, and all the comics that came out that month have no words in them. <laughs> all right. right my, my alley, yeah, that, that's, yeah. I don't have to read words. You, um... If comics are done well, you don't have to read words to understand most of what's going on. If you've ever played Magic with you, me, you'd understand that sometimes cards just have a lot of text and I just move them to a different pile. I ain't reading that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I, was, that's why I would have been so high on Doc Ock. He has like no text on his card. Yeah. I remember whenever you busted out Dr. Voodoo's card. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Everything about Voodoo, there is so much text on that card. There is so much text on his tactics cards. Like they yeah. gave you no favors with that one. They're just like, yeah, dude, you have to read to play this card. Um, and and they didn't even read it because if they would have read it, they would have been like, this thing's busted. <laughs> while while we're sitting here BSing, I'm just looking through all this Phil Noto, uh, Black Widow art. There is so much text on Dr. Voodoo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, that, God, God damn it. That wraps us up for this week, guys. Um, uh, next week, uh, we're going to be looking at the, I think that next week we'll wrap Last. Up, yeah, next week we'll wrap up our uh, core set characters as we kind of work our way through the wow. game. Maybe, unless they reveal... Yeah. Uh, some newer characters and we'll be taking a look at those instead so uh but thanks for tuning in if you're still sticking around listening to us bullshit um we appreciate it uh thank you for all the views that we get on youtube thank you for all the listens that we get on all the podcasts feel free to share uh if you haven't already and again like and subscribe to the channel and if you guys have any questions or have anything about cerebro that you want to talk about or anything that you want us to cover Again, feel free to comment and uh, or email us at crithitwild at gmail.com. But until next week, have a great week, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Have good gaming, guys. Have good games.